podcast where we talk about keeping your church safe. Thanks for joining us today. My name is James McGarvey. This is the Safe Church Podcast, and I'm going to be your host. This podcast is sponsored by Integrity Training Solutions, and if you would like to uh, read or access a written copy of this podcast today, you can subscribe to our podcast and request it below, or you can reach out to Integrity Training Solutions, which our website is integritytraining.biz, and on our blog page we will actually have a transcript of, of the topic that we've talked about today. So the purpose of this podcast is to actually give churches a resource to talk about church safety and uh, security and uh, assist churches where wherever we can wherever possible in establishing that ministry if that's their desire so today we're going to talk about 10 steps to starting a church safety and security ministry now there's always a lot of discussion about what to call this type of ministry and um, again for for purpose of discussion today in this podcast we've just said safety safety and security but a lot of churches will change the name um, they'll pick one of those titles, or they might call the ministry an emergency response team or disaster prepared team. Um, but basically, the general concept is that it's a ministry within the church comprised of volunteers that offer assistance in emergency situations. And so uh, today, what we're going to be focused on is the top 10 things that you can do to start this ministry if your church doesn't have this ministry currently. And this is really, I mean, it, it doesn't impact the size of the church. It doesn't impact how your church runs. Um, but what it does impact is the culture and certainly the dynamic awareness of safety within your church. And if you are in the process of trying to come up with uh, a template of how to start this ministry, Hopefully these 10 things will actually help you uh, with that and give you a little bit of aid with starting this ministry. So for the first thing, um, number one thing, hold a meeting to see who's interested in supporting and helping. Um, This meeting can also be used to discuss different potential threats and evaluate how often events happen in your church along with planning for big outreach events. And when we talk about hold a meeting to see who's interested in supporting or helping. It can be something as simple as your pastor making an announcement uh, at church or the church leadership, uh, maybe a deacon or elder making an announcement and saying, we want to start this type of ministry, who's available, and uh, who would be interested and passionate about it. Number two, partner with the church leadership and review potential threats. Um, Take the opportunity to start small. A well-stocked first aid kit is a great start. Uh, Consider future incidents based on the church size. You know, certainly events and whatnot, if the church is larger, then um, you you need to realize that uh, the threats or activities could be larger. Um, Also, if the church happened to be in a more developed area, then certainly uh, future incidents could be Um, higher or the possibility of future incidents could be higher. 
Number three, decide the best location to place people during a service. So once you have folks that are willing to volunteer in the ministry, um, you can start with a person in the parking lot during the service uh, to survey the campus property and one person inside to navigate halls and classrooms during the service. Number four, lock the doors after the service starts and direct people to one main door. While this doesn't typically eliminate a threat, it allows the person outside to watch easier as well as be more attentive as to who comes in the building. And this might not eliminate a threat to get into the church, but it can deter someone from a quick unauthorized entry. If the flow is directed one way through the church, this also allows for people to greet late members and visitors at one door after the service starts. So it kind of, um, kind of pushes away the idea of somebody sneaking in a side door or um, getting into the building without being noticed. Number five, schedule individuals uh, with a hierarchy of command to rotate inside or outside of the building. This way one person won't get frustrated or tired and the ministry can be shared by multiple people. Number six, plan and train. Most incidents are by far medical related. And typically, when we look at safety or security type incidents, um, in my experience, which I've been in, in uh, church safety consulting for uh, the last 10 years and, uh, and have helped many, many churches across the United States, but um, with my experience, 80% of the incidents that your church will respond to will be medical in some nature. So by far... The, the most important thing is to train people in first aid and CPR. Um, if you want to get into more of a de-escalation uh, situation or security-related type situation, verbal de-escalation is crucial if there's an intentional interruption in the service or, or the, how the service is running. But uh, typically, um, you're going to find that the majority of what your church responds to is, is medical-based. If you have nurses or doctors that are attending the church, that's a fantastic uh, resource. And you can certainly ask them to be on call or maybe schedule them uh, to be of assistance. Um, certainly law enforcement officers uh, or individuals that have that training are, are also an easy resource uh, to put into the security side for security uh, threats in that type of situation. Uh, plan and review the church leadership policy opinion on various topics such as firearms or related items. It always seems like firearms are, are always a big topic if people should carry them and how, um, how the church feels about that. But that's something that as you're training, you need to, as a, as a ministry, as a team, the leadership of that team needs to sit down and be able to have that conversation with um, the leadership of the church and determine what's a fair fair policy practice and how to handle the policy. If the policy is not written down, it's not valid. And you can always train to the policy, but it's very hard to train people and follow a policy when you don't have anything written down and you don't have any outline or guidelines. So number seven of the 10 steps to starting a church safety and security ministry would be establish a relationship and partnership with local law enforcement and municipal services. This can truly be an invaluable resource for training and local support should the need arise. 
you need to review the laws in your state pertaining to church safety and security. And as I mentioned before, some states require a license for security personnel. Uh, if you aren't licensed and you don't have that training, then the correct approach would be to observe and report what's going on. But local law enforcement can certainly help you with um, understanding that, understanding the name, and then certainly municipal services can can provide training and also uh, an emergency response plan to let you know how they handle situations when they're responding to your your church. Number eight, record data on incidents and start off slow. Uh, church leadership needs to know when you respond to something or if there's an incident. Um, typically what I do from my experience at the church I attend is every six months I will put together um, some statistics and uh, some data and I'll put it into a spreadsheet type format and I will send that to all of the church pastors as well as uh, the church trustees and uh, deacons and that basically shows them exactly everything that's going on and it's really more of a campus safety report but that allows them to look for trends and it allows you, if you're the, the leader in that ministry, to also monitor uh, the activities that are going on. If you're having more, for example, if you're having more uh, incidents with medical or medical-based incidents, then that might motivate you or direct you to um, the next year doing more medical training for your team. So creating an incident report on a platform such as Google Forms is, is really simple and easy. Um, it's far easier to add people to the network of the ministry and adjust operational activities as needed with church policy than it is to go backwards and undo something that you've spent a lot of time and energy on. So just remember that, um, you know, like I said previously, you can always start off slow and add additional people. But as far as um, recording the data and recording the incidents and evaluating that, um, one of the other positive things about that is that the church leadership knows about it before something bad can happen. So if a bad situation happens, the church leadership finds out about the situation that transpired. They're able to be better equipped to handle that uh, if they get a call, say, on Monday uh, morning from uh, someone complaining about something that happened over the, the weekend or, or commenting on an incident that happened over the weekend. So, number nine, uh, be encouraging to others. Uh, as leader, as leader of the safety team or ministry, security ministry, you are the feeling of safeness to visitors and members, and your team is as well, and often the first person that someone sees walking into the church. Everyone should be greeted and treated like a guest that you come in contact with. If someone were visiting your church, they need to feel welcome and safe. Guest service, everyone. And that's extremely important because as people visit your church and as people come in and review if they want or make the decision if they want to uh, come to your church, we've already started seeing massive trends in the last five to ten years that uh, depending on if they have children or not, especially if they have children, and if they come into your church and they're visiting, if they see a safety team or some some sign or display of security measures, 
that makes them feel more comfortable and 10 times more likely to actually start attending that church on a regular basis. Number 10, and finally, be a ministry to the church and the community. You see, the difference is, and, and I decided this a long time ago with, uh, with my safety team at the church I attend, but the difference between a ministry and a, and a job is discipleship. Keep in mind, it is a ministry. It's not an organization. It's not a bunch of people that are security guards. It's ministry. And because it's a ministry, discipleship is important. Based on Matthew 28, you as the leader, but not just the leader, everyone has a responsibility to invest in the lives of those serving in a training and spiritual capacity. They will have, the individuals that are involved will have less opportunity to get burned out from serving. Individuals that sense your passion for ministering to those serving, including those helping with safety, will become evident and will drive further passion for success. So that concludes the 10 steps to starting a church safety and security ministry. And again, that's not, um, certainly not all inclusive but it gives you an opportunity uh, to evaluate a, a place to start and where to start if that's a ministry that you and your church want to get into. So that is it for this week, and we're going to wrap up the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Please click subscribe to get our podcasts next week. And if this podcast is beneficial, please let us know in the comments. Thanks for listening, and God bless and protect you and yours. Thanks for joining us at the Safe Church Podcast. Thank you.